Howdy guys, welcome back to Lords of Order, the Dr. Fate fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. This is a spoiler podcast, so the stories that I talk about, I'll talk about in such a way that most people would consider them spoiled. To me, they're not spoiled because that's the whole reason I'm doing the show, is to tell people what happens in the story, about the art, my thoughts, everything like that. If you want to leave me any feedback, you can send it to the Dr. Fate Podcast at gmail.com. The website is bigtimenoise.com slash drfate. Lords of Order uh, is on Facebook and Google Plus both. Now, the main topic for today is More Fun Comics 67, dated May 1941, entitled The Origin of Dr. Fate. This is scripted by Gardner Fox, penciled, inked, and lettered by Howard Sherman. Now, in my um, effort to go chronologically, this is yet another origin story uh, that they put out for Dr. Fate. This one is kind of weird and has kind of an interesting feel to it in a lot of aspects, I think. I'll try to pull those out as I go along. Splash page, about a third of the page is one picture, and then there are four panels progressing the story. One of the narrator boxes says, Herein is told the never-before-known story of Dr. Fate. This is how he became adept in the sorceries and wizardries of ancient Chaldea and Egypt, and we now know why he now and why he now fights all crime. Excuse me. It's a little hard to read because Mr. Sherman, in his infinite wisdom, decided to take the second bar of every E and the second or lowest bar of every F and extend them to take up an additional typeface place. So valley is V-A-L-L-E with this extended thing holding another place. Why? So that everywhere there's an E and an F, there's a gap, and it makes it difficult, at least it makes it difficult for me to read sometimes. But the story starts, we see here, young Kent uh, talking to his dad, Sven. They are both in Egypt at the pyramids. This story doesn't indicate where in Egypt or which pyramids, but they're studying the pyramids. We see that Sven feels that perhaps the pyramids are not Egyptian, He's not sure what, but perhaps they are alien. Alien being from another planet. Alien. So, he tells Kent that tomorrow we'll descend into one of the pyramids, into the chamber of history of one of these pyramids, and see what we find. So, the next day they do, and once they get to the lowest part of this particular pyramid, Kent decides to go his own way as his dad is reading the writings and investigating everything there. Kent, you would assume, gets kind of bored and wanders off. Well, he wanders down, and he finds a man. And we see in a panel that beams of light come from the man's eyes that Kent found to Kent. And Kent says, I know what he's thinking. His lips don't move, yet I understand him. Then in the next panel, he wants me to swing this lever. Kent does, and it releases a mist that animates the man. Kent is a, a little unnerved, but he continues to talk to the man. And the man says that he had learned the secret of molecular control of one's body. My age is close to half a million years old. I was born on the planet Cilia, C-I-L-I-A, as she swung in her orbit past P-A-S-S-E-D, 
the earth. I don't think that's the correct spelling for past, but we move on. So they both wander out as this person who we come to later find out is indeed named Nabu. And they're wandering back towards where Kent left his father, at which point he finds his father collapsed on the floor dead. Nabu says that the chambers were built with poison gas traps so that any who knew not the secret of the chamber was sure to die. We see next panel that Sven has been buried in the desert, gravestone. And then the panel after that, there are eight panels on the page. Three upper panels, a middle, and three lower panels are all rectangular. On the second line, the second panel is circular. So you have three rectangles, a rectangle circle, and three rectangles. Interesting uh, visually to me layout of the of the panels. Well, in that second panel from the first panel of the second line to the second panel, many years have passed. We only know from Kent because he's a young boy in the first rectangle and he's a youngish man in the circular panel. There Again, Nabu is talking about uh, his home planet of Cilia and that he hopes to one day return to the planet. Kent changes the conversation to showing Nabu what he has learned. He levitates himself, Kent does, and he levitates nearby objects. We then see that Nabu is gifting Kent garments so that from this day on you shall be Dr. Fate. Narrator box. Thus was born this greatest of all masters of the supernatural. He met Inza, his companion in Alexandria, when returning to America from the Valley of Ur. With her he roams the world, overcoming those men who practice sorcery as Dr. Fate. And in the next little panel we see the blue and gold full-face helmet figure of Dr. Fate there. Years later in New York at a dinner party. Narration for the next panel. We see Inza and Kent sitting at this dinner party, observing this man. He's dressed in a brownish suit, looking very, very haggard. Uh, he's also um, shivering, or he's spasming, whichever you want to say, um, according to the, the way he's drawn. Kent has on a nice bright blue suit, the blue the same color that Dr. Fate's blue is. I thought that was rather curious. So Kent goes to talk to this gentleman to find out, you know, if he's okay. Uh, first of all, trying to talk him down from drinking anymore. You know, looks like you've had quite enough. Can I help you uh, get somewhere, uh, seeing as the state that you're in is kind of unfortunate? And the man says, uh, no, no, I don't need any help. Just keep the shadows away from me. And, of course, Kent is Dr. Fate. His interest is kind of piqued by this talk of shadows. So... He is talks the man into going home, and as they are going outside the bar, Kent is asking him, you must have been an ardent believer in reincarnation at one time. And the gentleman responds, I was. I made a pact to help them return to life if they died first. Now I regret it. So Kent asks Inza to see that this gentleman gets home safely in time. And looking here, I don't see ever that the man's given a name. But we have Inza and Kent. So Inza 
chaperones the man home, walking off, but more than likely to get a taxi. We have no idea how far away he lives. And in the meantime, Kent, in his human guise wearing this bright blue suit, has a panel where he is flying. And it's narrated, he soars toward an old tower in which haunted Salem. Um, so Kent is monologuing to himself as he's flying. To go thus would help little, but as Dr. Fate, then I think I could do something worthwhile. We cut back to the gentleman in Inza who have gotten to the man's home. I'm sorry, not an apartment, but a home. And as they are there, one of these shadows approaches, and it just pulls itself out of the dark recesses of the room they're in and approaches him. Not necessarily menacingly, but the man starts shrinking away and exclaiming, no, no, stay away. Inza calls out for Dr. Fate, at which point he appears. He, perhaps it's a spell, I don't think so. I think he's just commanding the spirit. By the wisdom of Nabu, I banish you, be gone. The spirit responds, even though it had not spoken up to this point. You, even in the netherworld, we hear of you. And it's gone. Next panel. Uh, Dr. Fate says that he is going to follow the shadow back, basically to the source, to cut this occurrence off at the source. And Inza tells him that she wants to come with him. There's no discussion. He doesn't try to dissuade her. He just says, okay, come on. Oddly enough, they're, they're going to, you know, the land of the dead, another realm, whatever you want to call it. She wants to go as a living person, and Dr. Fate, who is this sorcerer, obviously protected, just says, come on, yeah, you can come too, that's cool. Anyways, so they get down through, they go through the carnal regions, or charnel, C-H-A-R-N-E-L. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. I should have looked that up. I apologize. And then... Finally, into the world of shadows, which is their uh, target area, Dr. Fate is saying Black Nagal, or Nigal, N-E-G-A-L, rules these regions. I must find him. Next panel they find, he's a darker-skinned creature looking rather skeletonish, but still with plenty of flesh and, and skin on his body. Taller, wearing only a rather large loincloth, large, large enough to appear as, as almost a skirt on this individual, holding a skull in one hand and a huge, what I presume is a wooden club, that's what it looks like, in the other. Dr. Fate confronts him and says, This must never happen again, or I shall destroy you and all your dead world. And Nagal says, Ho, ho, as if you could. Nick's panel my skull gone, Dr. Fate gestures, and the skull disappeared, and he says, even so would I destroy you and yours. He continues, it shall be so, or, yes, it shall be so. No more will shadows run in the living, in the world of living men. And Nagal says, so be it. And the final panel is Dr. Fate speaking and pointing, speaking to Inza, it appears. The world of the living and the world of the dead must never mix. When they do, all nature revolts. I had to stop Nagal before he allowed his shadows to overrun this world. And then that's that's the end. Kind of, kind of an abrupt ending, I thought. So, it, it just 
it, it the the story had a just kind of an odd feel to it. Um, seemed almost hackneyed in that it wasn't necessarily thought out well or thought out uh, in in expanse. You know, it just seemed that the story was short, which of course it was only about five or six pages, but it also seemed very short in thought also. Interesting, now we see or we hear that Nabu is an alien. He's not an earth sorcerer like he was presented before. He's an alien now from the planet Cilia. Still, Kent is Dr. Fate. Inza is still here. We have another uh, dark realm or death realm. The realm of shadows. Let's see, what's he call it? World of Shadows, excuse me. Nagal is the ruler there. We run into him. Uh, no mention of Wotan or anything like that. So, overall, just a just a curious little insert into the world of the origins of Dr. Fate. All right, to finish up here quickly, we do have a little bit of feedback. I kind of got fussed at here by Stephen Jones. He indicated, just found this. You need to self-promote more, Edmore. Looking forward to finding out more about Dr. Fate. Stephen, you're, you're probably right. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of self-promotion, necessarily. Um, I do six <laughs> podcasts. Actually, I just was invited and recorded the first episode as a co-host of a seventh I'm out there. I'm out there quite a bit, it seems, uh, particularly in comic book world. Two of those podcasts are not comic book related. So um, Every time I record a podcast, I put it out on my Twitter feed. I put it out on my Facebook feed. Now, people see those that follow me, of course. If you don't follow me, you don't see them unless somebody that you do follow comments on it. So, I don't know. Between the two, there's probably... Uh, a thousand, eleven hundred people between the two. Some of them are the same people between the two. You know, I don't know. Best way to follow the show, though, if you want, there's a couple ways. I indicated that Doctor Fate, uh, Lords of Order, has a Facebook and Google Plus page. Well, Teal Productions, which is the name under which I record all the podcasts, uh, except this new one that I just started, has a page on Facebook also. So, those of you that want to follow everything that I do which is Lords of Order, the Emerald Archer podcast, the Mighty Thorcast, Ronin Rabbit, more MMA, and Dance Fever. All of those, whenever an episode comes out, also get published on the Teal Productions Facebook page. So, liking that page, you would see when any of those podcasts are posted, in particular, those that listen would probably be interested in Ronin Rabbit, which is Usagi, Emerald Archer, which is Green Arrow, Thor, and then this one, Lords of Order, which is Dr. Fate-based. So, there you go. Steven, there's a little bit of self-promotion for the other shows that I do. Uh, the new one that will be coming out, I am merely the co-host. I have nothing else to do with it other than providing my voice. It should be coming out the beginning of next week. It is Boom Addiction. I am co-hosting with Chris Parton of 
comic book addiction, image addiction renown. They he is restarting the comic addiction website with several podcasts in play one of which will be boom addiction in which we will be talking about those offerings from boom studios bi-weekly podcast right now interested in boom studios give it a listen see what you think should start coming out the beginning of the week for Lords of Order, thanks guys for hanging in there and listening. It's been a little while. Hopefully I'll get this going a little bit more regularly than it has been. Appreciate your time. Talk to you next time. Oh, next time. Next up will be the New 52 Earth 2 Issue 12 so that you can read ahead if you choose. Talk to you then. Bye. Lords of Order is a Teal production. And as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative 3.0 unported license.